0: This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. Hey, hey! welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. Uh, This week we have a phenomenal guest, Mr. Tyler Grinder. Tyler is an example of someone who was in a situation that he wasn't necessarily proud to be in and took full ownership of his situation about eight or nine years ago, decided to make a change and dramatically shifted the trajectory of his life forever. You can tell within seconds of talking to him that he has the right heart and the right drive for our business. I really enjoyed our conversation. I really enjoyed his story and the insight that he provides in this episode. It is abundantly clear that he has a heart for serving others. And uh, listen to this. He went from wanting to earn $100,000 a year to being excited to give $100,000 a year. He is in the process of building a library in his wife's hometown in Africa, So we work with some phenomenal human beings. Uh, Towards the end of this episode, there are some really convicting testimonials shared as well. I think you guys will really enjoy Mr. Tyler Grinder.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I guess coming into this career, um, I was pretty excited and I was just looking for a new opportunity. Um, grew up pretty poor, raised by a single mom and, and never had much opportunity. And, uh, 10 years ago I got, I got sober in 2012. Um, and after a year of working landscaping next to people, I, I looked around and I'm like, "Man, I, I work harder than you guys for sure." <laughs> and I did, even when I was hungover every day. So I gotta I gotta find something different to do here. And um, I saw an ad that said, "Seeking competitive sports-minded individuals on Craigslist." This was back in the Craigslist days, so I'm aging myself right. a bit, but. Um, yeah, I, I replied to the ad and uh, met Nate Terborg, and, and at the time I didn't even have a driver's license. I didn't have a car, um, but he has a similar backstory, and it's crazy how things work out. I don't know that any other AO would have gave me an opportunity without a driver's license um, and uh, a vehicle, but um, Nate saw something and, and gave me the opportunity, and so that was kind of how I got into the career. Um, I never went to college. Um, I was 27 at the time and I didn't want to go back and get in debt and I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to help people and and make money. And, um, all my buddies are like, dude, sales, you got to get into some kind of sales because mm-hmm. you're good with people. Um, and I had actually worked with another company when I was 20 doing exactly what we do. Um, well, let me take that back. Same concept, but completely different to what we do. Okay. Uh, so I sold a, uh, a heart policy to a couple in their 70s. And a month later, they called me and said, yep, he had triple bypass. And I'm like, oh, you guys should be good. Well, they weren't good because their plan covered heart attack and stroke. Didn't cover heart disease. And uh, to call them and, um, and hear them crying on the other end of the phone... Knowing the that they weren't going to get paid, I was like, "I'll never, I'll never do something like this again." I quit mm. that day because, uh, you know, I want I treat people how I want to be treated. Right. Um. But when I met Nate and uh, got to meet Justin Ellingson at the office and and Travis Wilson, and it was like I could just immediately tell that that this was different, right? That the culture was different and the people were different. So that's kind of a um, little backstory on on how I found out about family heritage and and how I came into to the family here. Um, and I I wanted to talk about just the first couple months, right? Because I think one of the one of the most important things. And and when people come and follow me, they're like, "Man, you have a ton of fun, right?" And I, I just read an article on how can Elon Musk work 120 hours a week when we all have the same amount of time in a week. And it basically boiled down to people that have fun with what they're doing and it doesn't feel like work, well, then you can work a lot more hours right. Right? When, when, it doesn't feel like, uh, when it doesn't feel like work. So just in the last couple months, um, I met a guy when I was out working in the field and he brought me up in a hang glider, like mm. the day I met him, right? Um, you know, cookouts and, and um, riding people's decked-out semis and just, you know, every business I go into – I'm genuinely interested. I'm still a kid at heart. So I'm, I'm always learning something and and having a ton of fun. Right. So it doesn't feel like I'm working at this point because I'm just having so much fun. You're um, choosing to have fun. Exactly. Right. Yep. And, and we all get to decide our attitude in a sense. Right. But right. I think what's really important for, for people to understand, um, we're doing this live from Mexico with, right. <laughs> with, with some really cool people. Right. And, uh, I have never missed a trip since I started, so there's been, you know, 20 trips that, that we've been able to go on throughout the years. Um, and being able to bring my mom, who had never been out of the country, um, mm. to Jamaica, and being able to bring my brother and... and um,
0: Now your wife.
1: Now my wife, yeah, okay. on, on some of these trips, right, is is just incredible. And I, eight years ago, I never thought any, anything like this would be, would be possible until I found this opportunity. But I think what's really important for people to understand is, you know, when we, when we see something in them in the interview process, um, you know, most people that we work with love to have fun and, and are naturally, um, you know, talkative people and can, can really make a connection with anybody. But the first couple months, that's really hard to do because yeah. you're like, "Gosh, what am I supposed to say next? What's the next thing in the sales talk?" Right. Um, so I, I guess I just wanted to tell people that everything that we teach you is is what we're doing in the field, right. and it's what we all did in the field. And and I love the fact that. It doesn't matter where you came from before this, what your last name is, where you went to school. None of that matters, right? So we, we all start at the same spot, and I think a lot of times people, uh, <laughs> they come and follow you. We worked in Oklahoma one week. This was pretty fun. Devin Beck um, came to follow me, and I'm like, all right, meet me. meet me at the gas station, and I pulled up in a lifted golf cart. (laughs) The town I was working in was golf cart friendly. And, and I still do some residential on top of the B2B. And so he wanted to see some residential and he met me at the, at the gas station, this lifted golf cart. And he's like, are you serious? We're riding in this for the day. And I'm like, yeah, man, one of my clients had it and it's super cool. So it's really easy to have fun. Um, but you have to get to a point where your personality can come through and, and you can you can use that. So, um, early on in my career, I looked at other people, um, Justin Ellingson and, and a lot of these guys, we go on train together and, and unfortunately I, I made excuses early on. Right. So, oh yeah, he's been in sales before, right. His past, his past career was sales. Um, oh, they went to they went to college for entrepreneurship and marketing, right? So I was making excuses on why I wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, and about three months in, I was like, "All right, I I need to I need to make a shift." And I I was looking at myself in the mirror and just wondering if I made the right decision for for me and right. if I was going to go back to landscaping and um, just kind of a come to Jesus moment at that point where, you know, maybe two or three families a week. And, and I was, I mean, I was paying the bills, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I'm pretty competitive. And, and I looked in the mirror and rather than making excuses anymore, I was like, I need to make some adjustments, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to make excuses. I need to make adjustments and I need to figure out what is making Justin successful. How is Kevin Tuma going and writing four times the business I am on a train more? Because I know I'm a good person. I, I know I'm cool. People like me. So what am I not doing? Right? right. And uh and then I started investing in every train more. I was following someone. And the first three months I thought of following someone as, well, that's a day I'm not gonna sell. Right. That's a day I'm not gonna make money. Right. Well, yeah, but you're going to make a bunch more money in the future because of it, because of it. Right. right. So it started thinking of it as an investment and I'd drive, you know, three hours and go follow someone for a day and, and get back at midnight. But, um, I did that for probably, I don't know, four months where I was just really focused on what can I take from these people? And, you know, everybody's different, right? We all follow the same system, but everybody's personality style is different and everybody's delivery is a little different. And so I, I just started taking little things from, from everybody and fast forward a year later. And I had a lot of those people calling me going, damn dude, like train more automatic two years in a row. Like, what can I do? I want to come follow you. Right. So it, it all came full circle, but I just want people to realize that, um, this has changed my life tremendously, and a lot of people that I work with. Um, we have the best products by far. Like I said, that that past place, <laughs> not the best products, right? And I've right. seen I've seen all the competitors, and and we have an amazing product and an amazing opportunity. And I just wanted to kind of let people know that yeah, it it looks easy. Once you get to a point in your career, and for some people that's a month in, for other people it's six months in, but if you do the basic principles that we teach in sales school, go out and put in your two out of three days, right? Shake 25 hands, get your demos in, and at some point it's just going to click for you, and when it does, it's like riding a bike. You're never, you're never going to forget how to do that again. Right. But. Yeah, got to get through the uh, got to get through the shit sandwich right? right before you can enjoy the the steak dinner.
0: Um, yeah. today eight years in does not look anything like what it did day one or week one or, or year one.
1: Not at all. Yeah, and and when I came in, it was all right. I want to make a hundred thousand a year, right? right? And now eight years in. Um, my, my beautiful wife, Audrey is from Africa and we went over there in January and the average family who lives off $2,500 a year U S right? right. So, I mean, just really opening. Um, but while we were there, I found out that her cousins went to a school that didn't have a library and I'm like, well, we're going to change that. <laughs> um, so now when we go over there in December, um, we get to go for this big ribbon cutting and, you know, no just being able to help out, um, you know it so the the progression of this career, yeah, three months in, I was wondering, geez, did I make the right decision, right? right? um my goal was to make a hundred thousand a year, and now, eight years in, um <laughs> I Looks know I good. made the right decision <laughs> <laughs> There's not a better decision I could have made right. and uh and the goals have shifted from um wanting to make a hundred grand a year. wanting to give a 100 grand a year right and and that's really um really impactful right to be able to give back to causes that you care about And, and everybody everybody cares about different things but i mean the culture here is about helping people succeed and be successful whatever success looks like for them um and then you know, with, when that happens, it allows you to help other people and other things that you care about. And it's just been, uh, absolutely blessed. You know, every year I just feel more and more blessed. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, just put in the time. Um, and if you are, if you are questioning, if you made the right decision and, um, you know, look yourself in the mirror and, and really think through, am I doing everything, Within my power, in order to succeed, because um, you know one thing that's huge right now is equality, right? And there's not a there's not a more equal playing field than there is here. It doesn't matter, right. doesn't matter what you did in the past or, or your color or what you you know any of that stuff. So um, the rewards are there, but you have to put in the time um, and you have to get past that uncomfortability. I think it was Justin Ellingson that said. Um, memorize, internalize, and then you can personalize, right? Yeah. So you've heard it, right? And and a lot of the things that, that people do here, I'm sure Justin took that from somebody at some point or, yeah, right? It's a all lot borrowed of, knowledge. It's all recycled, right? right. But um, the more people you go and reach out to... Um, the more of those things you're going to go, all right, I'm going to take that from Dylan. I'm going to take that from Justin. And then you can personalize and make it your own. But right. that doesn't happen until you memorize, right? Put in the time on that sales talk because the quicker you get that down, the quicker it's going to allow you to really just be yourself and be a person, right? right. Um, I've got a couple guys on this trip and, and one of them, uh, Garrett Wilson, farm boy from Iowa, just, <laughs> you know, ran his own tree service, really hard worker. But, um, last year we were going into the, going into this year talking about goals and he's like, yeah, I, I just, I don't feel like I'm bugging people anymore. Mm. I just go in and, and have a conversation and half the time I'm there for five minutes. And then it's like, Oh, by the way, here's the reason I stopped <laughs> by. Right. And you know, when he told me that coming into the year, I was like, man, Garrett, you're, you're a great guy you really care about people if that's the only thing you change this year i guarantee it's going to be an awesome year right Right. and now he's he's flying in today and and we get to celebrate so um but that only happened from him getting that sales talk down right putting in the reps and doing those two out of three days as much as possible um and then all of a sudden like i said when it when it happens it 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 never changes you're never going to forget how to do this right and then it's going to allow you to use your personality and, and your strengths um, to really connect with people and just focus on how can I help the person across the table versus what am I supposed to say next? Right. right. So,
0: and what did your first three months, year look like?
1: Yeah. Um, so, my first year, I was number 40 in the company. I'll never forget that because um, I was dating a gal at the time that was in Dynasty and uh, Salerno. Would never let me uh oh number 40, eh? And I'm like <laughs> But it was my first meeting, right? right? So he's like, oh we'll see how long this guy'll be around and and now uh definitely earned a little respect from, from Mr. Salerno. But um number forty my first year, but my first three months, um I worked Monday through Friday, and back then. We hadn't even heard of B2B yet. It was pretty much all residential. So Monday through Friday, knocking on doors. And every Saturday, my first three months, I worked except for one, which was my best friend's wedding. So I went work a full Saturday, but it was green out was my goal. And if I hadn't greened out, I'd go work on Saturday because more people were home on Saturday. So um, put in a ton of hours, but it was really, you know, two to three people Um a week was kind of what I was averaging. So you're talking, you know, 2,000, 3,500, like, you right. know, fluctuating in that range. Um, and then by doing that consistently, all of a sudden, every every call I made, I got more comfortable, right? every Every person I talked to, I just, my confidence kept going up. But one thing I think is really important too, and that was really helpful for me was just being vulnerable. So every time that I would go out um, I have a notebook in my passenger seat and every call, I just write a quick description of what happened. Right. And at the end of the night, I'd call my trainer and go, all right, here's what I ran into. And I mean, he probably hated me for the first, <laughs> <laughs> the first month or two. but he's I mean, that list went from a page and a half the first week, right. To half a page the third week to now, you know, now it's very rare do I run into something I haven't dealt with, right. um, but that only came from putting myself out there and, and going and doing it, you right? Know to fail. Yeah. yeah. Failing forward, I, I tell everybody I hire, like, it's fine if you fail as long as you learn from it, right. but if you just go out and fail every week <laughs> and do the same things over and over, um, but a lot of times we don't know, right, unless you're willing to reach out and say, all right, here's what I ran into run me through the list and, and just keep checking things off. And the knowledge um, is just going to continue to grow. Your skills are going to continue to grow. The commissions go up and then, and then it allows you to transition into training and, you know, what I'm doing now in, uh, you know, 20 hours a week in the field, it took me 60 hours a week, my first three or four months. Right. Um, But when it clicked for me, and I don't, there, there wasn't like an exact time where I'm like, oh, I figured it out. Right? right. But I just kept doing what I was doing. And then all of a sudden I didn't have to work Saturdays anymore because I started writing greenouts and I was like, this is cool. All right. Yeah. Now I don't have to work Saturday cause I hit my greenout. Right. And then the next week rolled around. And so I wrote 14, 14 greenouts in a row, um, you know, from, I think I was probably 5 or 6 months in when when that streak started and um the only reason it ended was because we had a pretty cool vacation that we went on but yeah. at that point I knew that hey I can go do this anywhere anytime and and it had it just became second nature at that point but that only right. happened from all the crap in the beginning right. right and all the hours and all the time and and realizing that um, excuses have no place in a business like this. Um, right. if you're mad that you're not where you want to be, look at yourself because it all starts from, from within. Right. So, um, yeah. And having a huge why, I mean, I, I wanted to help my mom retire and she just retired this year and, and I'm able to help her out and supplement her social security so and cool. right. I never want to miss a, a kid's sporting event now that we're married and we're, we're looking at having a family here shortly. Like, when I started, I had a really strong why, um, and that is still there. And so if you have a strong enough why, you guys, and uh, you're willing to put in the work and, and be vulnerable, um, this career is amazing, and, and the rewards uh, far outweigh the little bit of uncomfortability and extra hours and, and what it takes in the beginning. Um, you will not regret it. I, I yeah. guarantee you that.
0: For sure. you got to push through and uh so obviously that's you know year one, a little bit into year two. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of what it, you know where you went through the middle phase and then to this current phase in your career, what's that looked like and and how is it shaped and how's it different
1: yeah, so um i mean yeah one one eighty eight year one, I think it was two forty year two um three forty year three, so it just kept progressing on the personal side of things. And then I think it was about three years in um, where really recruiting started being a, a big thing here. And at first when I started, it was more just that we were going to go out and sell a bunch of insurance. And I was like, cool. Yeah, that's fun. Um but as you're here for a while, you start to look around and realize that the people that are the happiest and the people that stick around are, into others. are people that are pouring into others and and, and giving them the opportunity. And, right. you know, I started feeling like, man, yeah, this has changed my life. Why wouldn't I share this with somebody else? That's pretty selfish. Right. Um, so then got into leadership and, and started recruiting and, and training. And, I mean, I, I still, there's nothing I love more than getting in the field um, and, and just cold calling i mean i, I love yeah. it it's nothing i love more um but to be able to go and show other people how to change their family's lives and and give them this opportunity um that's been that's been even more rewarding right i mean hitting my hitting my five hundred thousand in personal sales was was pretty cool um but casey mccoy hitting his uh not long ago here he's one of my best friends and and he's been through his ups and downs but uh him hitting that and sending me the the picture of you know his his trophy he got and it, i mean that was even more rewarding than when i won it myself oh, and sure. i remember nate saying the same thing like yeah i mean it's one thing to do it yourself but when you see other people that you've helped uh, get to that point it, he's like it's not like being a father or, or a parent but it's it's almost as close as you can get in a work situation, right, to, to see that joy on other people. So, um, yeah, so now it's, now it's just sell once in a while, um, lead from the front. I still haven't had a year. This will probably be the first year um, where I've had someone on my team outsell me. And it's slowly, right? I mean, I'm selling uh, when I'm training someone, but a lot of times, you know, I'm helping them hit that quick start. I'm getting them going. So it's it's really one week a month that I'm I'm selling on TrainMars, and the rest cool. of the time is kind of just helping you know, other people, helping other people going and pouring into them and and developing others. And uh, yeah, I love it, and uh, I'm gonna continue. And, and <laughs> I mean. And I I just want to thank you for, um, what you've done since you've came in, because I mean, there's people that have been here for 20 years that I'm learning from, and there's people that have been here for two weeks that I'm learning from, right? So just never stop learning you guys, because no matter how long someone's been here, if you have a genuine conversation, you can learn something from, from everybody, right? So growth, um, yeah, just continuing to grow as a person and, and in this career and, and life just keeps getting better. Yeah.
0: There is something very special about helping people get to where they want to go. Um, something that I, I I kind of became addicted to probably eight years ago. And, uh, it's been specifically rewarding to be able to, you know, kind of get my, my sister into the right vehicle. She was, she was in the serving industry, probably making about, you know, $40,000 a year. And her first year she came here and in her first 12 full months wrote somewhere around 450,000. And, you know, at that point she had earned her way to a 50% contract. So, you know, do the math. That's a pretty solid raise that she gave herself <laughs> yeah. Um, by being forced out of the service industry and, and kind of having to having no choice, but to bet on herself. And uh, yeah, when you can see people, people do that and people that are close to you, it's, it, it's huge. I mean, it's, it makes such a big difference when it comes to mindset and intentionality that we can approach People that are strangers with when we know that we can have that kind of impact on the people that are close to us, because I think a lot of times it's it's scary or hard to bring the opportunity up to people that you know more so than than strangers, yeah, um, but when you can see that kind of reward come from both both sides, both strangers and people that are the closest to you in the world it's yeah there's there's nothing like it
1: and I mean helping. People you care about like that is is amazing. But then there's also I mean, after being here a little over eight years, you you have really big claims that have come through. Right. Right. And you have those families that have sat across and and cried with you going, man, I don't know what we would have done had you not stopped by that day. Right. And sometimes some of those people were from my first two months when I sucked at this. Right. (laughs) And was just trying to figure things out. But um, having a product like we have and and knowing that our company does what they say they're going to do, they're going to back it up. um, Just just incredible. Right. To to be able to help everybody that we go out and talk to. We're Right. Whether we're talking to somebody about, hey, here's what we do, here's our policies, we're ultimately trying to help them protect themselves and their family, right? right. The people that we bring into the business, we're trying to help them build and, and grow their future. And so, um, yeah, I my mom, I'll never forget uh, when I first got into insurance. She was like, "Oh, what, what are, you, are you doing?" Yeah, kind of <laughs> had this look on her face, like, hey, "You don't, you're, you're not the insurance type." And I know my son, but um, she, she supported me, never, never questioned that I could do it. Um, but our first trip to San Francisco oh man national meeting and and it's my first meeting, so i'm a little on edge uh, or not on edge, but i'm just i don't know anybody and yet excited and nervous yeah, yeah excited all nervous hills. all that and um they they got up and had someone get up to to bless our meal, you know three hundred people in the room or whatever it was, and okay, well, we're going to bring someone up to bless the meal and kind of saw my mom's reaction like looked at me with this look on her face like hmm, that's kind of different for a a big corporate corporate event yeah. right and uh after that we had dancing and you know free time and um she was introducing me to ken Matson and howard lewis my mom's just a super outgoing person <laughs> and uh she's
0: like oh tyler
1: have you met ken yet and i'm like oh my gosh right wow. so yeah <laughs> so mom's introducing me to to everybody but um after that meeting i she had tears in her eyes and and um she was like tyler i I mean, you found a a perfect place for for just who you are as a person. Um, you know, the culture here is just nothing like I expected. When you said insurance, insurance right? Yeah, and um, yeah, pretty pretty amazing to you know finally get her support. You know, six months after after starting, that she got to see what I meant when I said, "Hey, this is not what you what you're going to be expecting." Right? The right. culture is something you. you unmatched, you yeah. know.
0: It is for sure. And like you said, I mean, I, I love that we work with a company that actually does what they say they're going to do. You know, I protected a family down in St. George, Utah. Um, mother had gone through a cancer battle about, you know, 15 years ago. So fortunately, the whole family was able to qualify mm-hmm. for the cancer policy. And about two months after we got her taken care of, uh, her daughter was diag- at 16 years old, was diagnosed with renal cell carcinoma. And uh, we've already paid them out quite a bit of money and we're going to continue to pay them out because there's no limits on our policies, which is great. Um, but I got a text from her and she's like, Dylan, you have no idea how much this money is helping us right now because they were traveling all over the place to, and things were starting to get tight and it came in to let them actually continue to focus on getting her healthy. So yes, the opportunity is phenomenal for the people that we bring into the business and fortunately that is coupled with a phenomenal product that we're able to offer every single prospect on the field
1: yeah i mean i have a i have two two quick stories on you know when i really realized um i mean i believed in the products from the interview right and and was like yeah that's that's a good concept like that makes total sense but i sat down with a couple in iowa and this guy was a big construction worker and and just kind of Uh, standoffish for sure at the door. And his wife is just a sweetheart. And she's like, honey, let's just listen. Right. And so I ended up getting them covered on a cancer plan and wasn't four months later um, that he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and went back to see them after they'd been through some treatments and he had a surgery already. And uh, this big, tough construction guy was the one tearing up across the table telling me, (laughs) Tyler, I don't know what we would have done. Like, it happened right in the prime of my working, you know, during the summer. Like I don't know what we would have done. And the no limits, I have a couple in um, in Minnesota that I work with. That he has um, a type of cancer that is never gonna stop treatments. I mean, it's oh, it's a lifelong thing. And to know that every month when they go to the Mayo Clinic, we continue to pay them, um, unless there's a cure. That's something he's got to do every month for the rest of his life. But the good news is. Um, I mean, his attitude and his spirit is just amazing. I've, I've had him on a conference call to just tell, you know, his his story with some of our our team and um, just a great person. And just to know that I have had an impact on their lives, right? And and it is allowing them to just keep going, right? As long as you're getting treatments, he's going to be fine and he's going to get through it, but it's never going to end, right? He's 64 years old and and until... They come up with a cure or until he's no longer on this planet that's something they have to do every month and just to know that we continue to pay them no matter how long this Jeez. thing's going to be is just amazing you know for sure so i think yeah i think that's really i think that's really all I, I just wanted to share my story and and let people know that um yeah some of these people you see that make it look second nature it is but it, but it wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is now, but that's not how it was in the beginning, right? So, right. um, you know, just try to give people a little hope that every every day, every call you make, um, no matter what happens that day, it is getting you closer to where you want to be if you're doing the right things and and following the system. Um, I haven't seen anybody actually put in the hours and embrace the system and not have this turn out amazing for them.
0: Yeah. So, Awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and having a conversation. That was really, really good stuff.
1: Yeah. It was a great cup of coffee in Mexico with a great person.
0: So (laughs) heck yeah. Out to the pool. To the pool. Such a great guy. Just felt blessed to hang out with him for a bit. Uh, Remember, the more you give, the more there is. If you want more, serve more. Uh, Tyler's heart of service, as well as a stellar example of persistence until growth, is the reason that he is where he is. So, wherever you are in your career, maintain perspective. If you're thinking, man, I don't know if I picked the right thing, chances are if you liked everything that appealed to you in the interview process— and you loved the idea of betting on yourself and being your own boss and the financial opportunity that is possible here, then you're in the right spot. It's just going to take some grit. It's going to take some tenacity. It's going to take some courage. It's going to take some willingness to push through some times that are definitely uncomfortable, but you're not going to regret it. Remember every single day that successful people form the habit of doing the things that unsuccessful people simply don't like to do. When we make the hard decisions consistently, life becomes easier. When we make the easy decisions consistently, life becomes more challenging. It's easier to choose junk food than it is to eat healthy. It's easier not to go to the gym. It's easier to watch a movie than it is to read a book. Now, with everything, there's a balance, but keep in mind every day that success is never owned, it's only rented, and rent is due every single day. We'll see you next time. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.